That was not. God, we're all we're in bands too. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, we that's the worst synchronized clap. Well, but we have the digital delay. Um, I literally have a digital delay right here, holding <laughs> up my phone. <laughs> oh, well, damn. then turn it off, Dan. <laughs> what the fuck? I also have an HM2 pedal, so if you want my whole Hell recording yeah. to sound like, <laughs> I love Let's get boss Swedish pedals. in here. I do too. Let's record episodes uh, where, like, I'll have a flanger effect on my voice. Somebody can do a talk box. Uh, we'll have a wah wah pedal. Doom you feel? You're gonna sound like most. <laughs> you're gonna sound like most podcasts. So, Josh, <laughs> what topics do you have? Um, Sounds like before Peter we actually Frampton. start, I do not know where I stopped reading. So, does anyone just for some reason remember? Question, Josh: Have you read since high school? What, did we go? <laughs> okay, so he had walked. <laughs> Some, yes. I, I suggest something like the Da Vinci Code or, or something easy and fun to like get I've back into to, I feel like I've told that story on this pod about me not reading that much anymore. I don't. Is that a story? The, yeah, is it a story it's like or just a, a fact? Quick, it's like a quick quip. So anyway, in the book, right. he, had, he had just met Joe Perry. He, Joe Perry was working at some place where he made onion rings. In the, that was in the Steve. week before. That was the week so before. We had we another one okay, where so, he got back to the Bronx. Oh, and I was, was about telling to say, people he like killed a bear. Yeah. Oh, and he uh, shot a snake with a twenty-two. Yep. yep. Yeah. And the switchblade. There was a switchblade. He, he shot a switchblade with a twenty-two. Yeah, he, shot, he shot a snake with a switchblade. <laughs> say that five times fast. We I don't did care we, for all this alliteration. Did yeah, we dude. end where he said beaver? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> where we ended. Actually, okay. now that you mention it, that yep. makes sense because that seems like. Because it's like I try and... He always has these little things. It's like you try and just stop on kind of logical, weird point. Yep, that's you, it. You make it sound like any of this stuff he says is logical. That's true. Well, that's the only time I think he actually had an editor was with some times how these things are like set up. It's like a joke. And I don't... I don't know. Uh, page 22. Okay. And then I'll have to also remember to bring... Holy fuck. I'm sorry. Hold on. The reality of that just set in. We're only on page 22. Yeah. How many we, pages are in this book? Can, I mean, Please flip right now. Flip to the last one and tell me what the number is. I don't want to know the ending. That's where the bookmark is. This is the end of the book. I don't know if you can... Just tell like, me the number. I'm like a ninth gonna, of the way through. I'm going to do some quick maths. Is there a lot of... Okay, so... 376. <laughs> we basically read a page in an episode. We're, you know, we're 5% done. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Once once it gets into it, we're not even going to... It's going to fly by. That's you know? true. That's <laughs> true. Starts, we should have a whole episode where it's just reading. <laughs> like, no, let's get this fucking shouldn't. over with. We should have one six-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just do an audiobook <laughs> yeah. of, of Steven Tyler. We, it'll be like our Mystery Science Theater 3000, but it's a, an entire book. <laughs> Josh, mm. if you send me the book, I'll create a YouTube channel and do like an ASMR reading of it. Nice. So you'll read it really <laughs> sexy. just going to whisper it the whole time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this guy's Joe Barry. Rico, I shot a snake with it, a switchblade. This is Jibbity Pop Pop Joe Perry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, pick a time, snooze. Welcome to George Center.
Home we of the are Jort the Center. Jort Center. Can I take your order? You did that one before. Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> Let's start it again. Start it okay. again. Hey, welcome to Joe. No, let Vic do it. Let Vic do it. Let Vic do it. Oh, oh Vic, go for Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to George Center. <laughs> I'm going to edit in game show music. I feel really terrible for anybody who is like, this is their first episode. They'll be yeah. like, man, they really say they don't know what they're doing. They're right. I, I feel like that every episode. Wow. <laughs> it's really Somehow, terrible if this is your first episode. Yeah, I don't know how much time you spend editing it, but every time I listen back, um, yes, I listen to my own podcast uh, <laughs> i'm like not bad not bad but nice. when we're done recording i'm like what the fuck was that, that was dog shit <laughs> i feel well, the know, exact same way i feel like if this sounded all well organized and well put together it would suck ass i think part of mm. the fun of this is just it's five guys bullshitting and it's funnier that way it is. if we had it together guys. this would be speaking terrible. of that's our presenting sponsor this week we'd like to thank five guys for uh for sponsoring our podcast uh we love their burger i've never been to a five they guys. have I don't the know best tacos the best tacos you've ever had i'm sorry burgers best burgers <laughs> i was like wait they have tacos is that one of the one things five, five guys five guys sells grilled cheese and hot dogs which i did not realize until like like very very like shortly like not Gr- long ago they have yeah. free peanuts <laughs> yeah grilled grilled cheese is an uh not often seen item but i feel like that's got to be like a very cheap product to make that most places don't don't offer yeah they also like and i have tried their shakes because we have uh quite a few five guys up here and um there. I knew Ryan was going to have opinions on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> did they hey, make Ryan, 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 uh, can you rank uh, in tier the five guys? <laughs> All right. Um, so there's, so there's, Steve, um, Ted. So there, and there's Joey Fatone, there's Lance Bass, um, Justin Timberlake, JC Chazez. What if that's what Five Guys was? It was an in sync funded restaurant. That would be fucking <laughs> like, like sweet. Those are the five guys. They just uh, they, they didn't it, want it to be like a themed they restaurant. Call it, so they they just, call it. They, they could have called mm. it Bye Bye Burger. I was going to say uh, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. Well, when I go, when I <laughs> holy get done, shit, hold on, hold on. Can okay. we just appreciate that yeah, for a second? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. That was good. That was so good, Mick. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Uh, when I get done eating and I throw away my food, I put my dish in sink. <laughs> Please edit that out. No, 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 no. Leave it that in. One stays. Leave it that in. One stays. No, so they know. Josh, you, you missed the setup of like, you Laugh have to say, you have oh, to say, Lord. does when Joey Fatone use a dish, does he put it in sync <laughs> you have to, does, you have to when, set it when, up as when caveman joey fatone is done eating a dish <laughs> does he put in sync <laughs> all right right what do you got this week um well i got some nice stuff for breakfast and uh let's hear it then other than that the only other thing i really could talk about would be a Another episode of Dark Side of the Ring, but I don't think anyone was going to want to hear about that because it's. I want to hear about it. It's too depressing. Okay, um, no so I don't. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't really want to talk about that episode because uh, who is it, it about? It's about a guy named Grizzly Smith, who was the father of Jake the Snake Roberts, uh. and and uh, he apparently also had two other uh, kids in wrestling that I did not realize they were all related, but. Essentially, the episode was a deep dive into uh, 
trauma and abuse and in particular explains a lot about why Jake the Snake is the way that he is, like oh, like shit. why his personal life was so messed up. Like I felt like I needed to take a shower afterwards. I was like, I I don't want to watch this one again. It's really well done. Very very well shot. The interviews are great. Um, but holy crap. Didn't uh Jake the Snake do a reading at Reggie's one time? Yeah, well he did like a live one man show kind of thing. Okay. okay. I, I almost what went to that. What does that mean? A one man show? I mean, <laughs> what does that mean for Jake the Snake Roberts doing a one man show? Well, he just tells stories, you know, and I think he took questions and stuff. Mm. Apparently, I, I missed it, but apparently it was really cool. I got to meet him because I showed up after the show was over. But Also, he's still alive? Yeah, oh, right shock, yes. shockingly. Okay. And well, like, who are his siblings? His siblings are uh, <laughs> what is well, this? Bill the Snake and uh, <laughs> Sandy the Snake. Yeah, it's it's uh, Joey Python. Um, <laughs> um, his siblings are Ted the Turtle. <laughs> his siblings are uh, Sandy. Other various reptiles. Yes, uh, Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> Any Anaconda's wrestling tagline should be like, "You don't want none." <laughs> yeah. You don't want this squeeze, or is that a python? I don't yeah. know. Oh uh, man! Uh, Just ask Eric Roberts and J Lo. They know. Uh, his sister's a legit badass, though. Um, like they interviewed her, and uh, her name was Rockin' Robin, which was a very late '80s name. Uh, I also had John Hinckley, future Reggie's performer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so John Hinckley uh, put out a YouTube video of him, uh, uh, some original music, right? Like playing acoustic guitar, I think. Uh, did anybody listen to it? I did, I did yeah. I tried. <laughs> you tried? I heard a little bit. I've got the internet. Yeah, I, I was like, uh, this, this doesn't really appeal to me. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize he actually was not in prison. I thought that, you know, for what he did, he was going to be in prison for either the rest of his life or maybe till at least like 2030 or something like that. Just recently he got out, right? It like wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. isn't that an indication that the system works? <laughs> He's fixed, yes. right? Exactly. Yep. Wasn't yep. he He's... not actually in prison? Wasn't he in like a like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a psych institute or something like that? A psych ward? I'm not he, sure. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty I thought, sure he will. He claimed insanity. He claimed that he killed all these people to try to impress Jodie Foster. And I yeah. believe he didn't actually go to prison. He just got like psychological help. Well, did he kill anybody? Or did he just a- attempt he to kill Ronald Reagan? Well, he shot no, he, him. He, I, he either attempted to or actually did kill two other people, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. Did he? Mm. I thought he just only shot Ronald Reagan, which I don't think is a crime. <laughs> I love the idea of Jodie Foster being like shooting Ronald Reagan. Okay, well, I can I, get with that. <laughs> right. I, I, I think it, I don't think it would be a crime now, considering that Reagan died. So you could yeah, still I go find. You could still no, go find. It's illegal corpse. to shoot corpses. Oh, still weird. It well, seems a little. Can I ask why did he choose to play like folky music? He he could have gone for like punk rock, and he would have had instant cred with like the eighties punk. Yeah, he'd be better than GGL, for trying to shoot Ronald Reagan. Like that's instant credibility. Yeah. So I don't, he, I, I don't know. We've seen a lot of boomer punks have now turned into like MAGA chuds. That's true. That's very true. He did. He he killed one person, attempted to kill three, and stalked two people. 
those were his victims. So, so he's so he's definitely going to be at Reggie's. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hinckley was reportedly seeking fame in order to impress actress Jodie Foster, with whom he had an obsessive fixation. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity and remained under institutional psychiatric care for over three decades. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, well, he's let's out. See. <laughs> so, uh, Hinkley Chapman duo. <laughs> you're talking about how, um, like, there's a lot of boomer punks that are like MAGA chuds now. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine. Well, I mean, he's just a guy I know from playing in bands, and he had a shirt on of a punk band. I was like, hey, that's a cool shirt. Like, you know, that's a cool band. He was like, yeah, I, I just got to see him, like, right before the pandemic. I saw them, big concert, lots of people. And I was like, awesome. How was it? He was like, it was really good, but, you know, they just, they got too political. And I was like, it's a, it's a punk band. And he was like, no, you should keep that shit separate. And I was like... And punk rock? Like, oh, what punk fuck, rock man? is political. He was like, no. no. I don't think it's ever been political. <laughs> that's crazy to me to think. I mean, that's part of what punk rock is, is like being political. When? <laughs> <laughs> that That is such a, uh, this is a good topic because it, it always fascinates me. Like, like the 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 common thing that you see is when someone tells, like the, the most... I guess a uh, famous example of this that I keep seeing is when uh, folks find out that Rage Against the Machine have yeah. political opinions. You know what I mean? What? Like, you see that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is going to keep being shy. We're going to blow Josh's mind in the next few minutes. Uh, th- that's the most common one is is when you know, Tom Morello voices his opinion politically and folks are like, I, I liked Rage Against the Machine when they didn't talk <laughs> politics. And I wish like, you would shut up and play your guitar. Yeah, exactly. Or Paul Ryan, uh, the former Speaker of the House, claiming People that... People are ra- mad that he gets too political? No, no, no. no. Ra- rage Against the Machine is his favorite band. Oh, Jesus Christ. And yeah, so, so it was just, it's just this bizarre disconnect and compartmentalization folks are able to do. Let me see if I can... Uh, okay, so on, I'm going to promote my other podcast for a second. So uh, I have to interview uh, this guy, Mike King. He's like a concert poster artist um, about this band called The Pop Group. And I had never heard of them, but they're just like pop punk or uh, post-punk stuff uh, from like 1980. But it's like so overtly political that I feel like I should be taking notes. Like it, it <laughs> like goes into like coups, like in more detail than like Dead Kenny... Dead Kennedys, like Dead Kennedys, seems like elementary. They really specify. They specify, (laughs) and it's just like I don't know. It's it's insane. Like I legitimately have to like look at the lyrics and figure out what they're talking about in terms of like coups. Like it is very left politics. I don't don't understand why why like keeping your beer cold has to come into play here. Like what does that have to do with it? Damn. Uh, so are these just pigeon noises they're talking about? <laughs> Is it babies talking? How many more of these we got here? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Damn. this is taking me a second. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, I, don't, I can't even understand, like, why people don't think that, like, punk has been political or even, like, almost music as a whole and to a certain degree yeah. has that and, like, 
But but what's on the inverse, it's like it is easy to listen to Rage Against the Machine and not consider their politics in the same way that it's pretty easy to listen to like Bruce Springsteen and not realize uh, because if you if you're a type of person which is most people to kind of get fixated on the hook, then if that's really all you're paying attention to, then what is Rage Against the Machine saying if you're only thinking about the hook. You can imagine whatever machine you want. You know? <laughs> like that's, that's the funny thing. If, if you just, if you disconnect it, like what you're saying, then the machine is, is uh, healthcare for everybody. You know, like that's the fucking, that's what you're raging against. If you're goddamn Paul Ryan, like if you're fixating on rally around your family with a pocket full of shells, that, can that is very that can be very right wing if you don't that's take just a day consider- at the beach you know that's going down to the shore that's that's uh grilling out uh you've and collected the, some and the rallies some- like the indy 500 or exactly whatever. it's just a party seashells. she she sells seashells by the machine <laughs> Vic, what what were you gonna say um so i can't i don't remember who posted it but there's like you posted a picture of like the old redneck dude and the quote from facebook where it's like You'd look good if it weren't those pasty white legs. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I posted that in the thing. Like, I mean, I know this is kind of like for any celebrity anywhere, but I've I've just basically anytime there's an ad that focuses a, on a woman, I just read the comments. Like, I mean, and yeah. it's like, so, so this was a Fender ad, and it was the bassist of Heim uh, just talking about bass and playing bass. That's what it was like, just a video ad. But in it, she's wearing a dress, and you can see her bottom, or like her knee down. And so then oh there were so many comments talking about that. There was nothing... I totally missed this. Yeah, and so basically it was just a picture of the guy that commented and was like, uh, I'd like it better if she had a tan i guess is what he's saying like <laughs> yeah. a, what like, the and it's like yeah, fuck, then man. the picture of him he looks like such a fucking douche but anyway i looked yeah. at his i'm also a glutton for punishment <laughs> and looked at it looked at his facebook page and of course he has like a he's posting a bunch of bruce springsteen songs and it's like love the music hate his politics did he actually know? say stuff like yeah, that yeah wow <laughs> then well, he, also, he actually listened then that's like i give him at least a little bit of credit to have gone that far because I feel like most people that share Bruce Springsteen don't consider the fact that he's talking about like basically working for a living and unionization, even right. if it's like slightly taken <laughs> away. But what is so bad about a song about jogging? What's the song I, about I jogging? I don't get it. <laughs> Cats like run? us were born to run, oh, man. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> fuck. Oh, man. Keep that in. <laughs> We're not we're not Bruce pilled like no. uh, some people are. <laughs> uh, before I want to call uh, Ryan has his hand up. Um, I know this is, makes for good podcasting, but Will didn't you say at one point that Bob Seger was better than Bruce Springsteen? Uh, better? I, I think, think that you... Bob Seger is better than Bruce Springsteen personally. I no 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 no. What what we got into the argument a long time ago this was this like a long time this was ago. like 11 or 12 years ago because i think it was <laughs> I at it was at patrick's house oh, uh, i said that bob seeger was as good as tom petty and you dismissed the hell out of me <laughs> oh, you oh, you got you uh, you got so fucking condescending on your musical high horse about <laughs> goddamn bob seeger and you were you i remember i remember saying that and you were just like 
<laughs> and you just like backed off from the conversation, <laughs> like you um, couldn't even have. I'm not trying quit. to change the. I'm not trying to change this uh, subject, but Ryan had his hand up. Um, I was gonna say that it reminds me a little bit of that guy who subtweeted you recently, Will, when you uh, showed that picture of the tattoo. And he oh was like, God, yeah. hell, I, I got so Can, curious. I was like, I'm going to look at this dude's account. And oh, I was like, God, I want, yeah, I did that and too. I, oh, man, did I regret can, that. Can we explain <laughs> for the listeners what Ryan's talking about? Yeah. But, uh, but first, he didn't subtweet him. He just quote tweeted. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. Sorry. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but we're, we're all old. I'll give us that. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the difference is, we're, personally. Uh, quote tweet is an actual feature. Subtweet is when you're like directing a tweet at someone, but you don't really call them out. It's just like so. Oh, it's like okay. read so, the subtext. So, yeah. what, gotcha. so what's a uh, so what's a dom tweet? <laughs> it's, it's it's when you direct something, you just tweet something, but it's directed. You're you like, tag them in you it. Little bitch. You're very aggressive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh. So Dan shared a uh, a. a fantastic tattoo of uh the mascot of iced earth whose guitarist was at the insurrection on january 6th uh at the capitol and this dude got the mascot and just the words january 6 2021 underneath it uh and it's this fucking bizarre picture the mascot it kind of looks like an eddie ripoff yeah. from uh iron maiden and He's like holding a flag, an American flag, but then he has this like Confederate flag bandana do rag thing on top of his head. I, I think it, it might be worth saying, and it might go without saying. It's very poorly done. Tattoo. Oh, it's <laughs> all, very that's bad. yeah, very I, bad. I, that's a huge part of it. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's so garbage. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> shitty job. Um, but anyway, I shared it and just said, uh, "New tattoo. What do you think?" Uh, and it like got some traction, and <laughs> this dude <laughs> quote tweeted it and was like, "Looks fucking awesome, hell yeah, brother!" Or some <laughs> some shit like that. And uh, his name was Aryan God, right? Oh, that's right. Oh, I completely forgot about that part. You thought his name was Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name was Aryan God, but his like at was European Glow. Jesus Christ! I was gonna say, do you think this guy was? Uh, joking but after nope. all of those details no no. Mm -mm. no nope nope absolutely not i think he followed me too um but i i like back to your house <laughs> he uh, might be yes, possibly possibly maybe like but, you'll uh, be sorry <laughs> yeah the the tattoo was so poorly done that most people thought that it was just uh an iron maiden inspired insurrection tattoo well um, i think it was i think it's supposed to be set looking like the trooper well, i think it's supposed to be like yeah a, is that so it's like a mashup kind of a, a dan do you think that's what it was it uh, it, it had some trooper vibes going on yeah yeah okay yeah. okay state it, trooper just uh <laughs> super trooper? uh against the state trooper if you're storming oh. the capital oh, oh. yeah uh did they ever figure out? Sorry, did they sort out if that was Antifa at the storming? Yeah, they used the face recognition stuff software that Matt Gates made yeah, himself. They got they got Mister okay. they got Mister Antifa on cam. <laughs> Jonathan Just, Antifa was there himself, and then he was like, <laughs> he's, like he's like, excuse me, it's actually Antifa. You. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it at Ellis Island when I came over here. On the boat. Uh, so. How much, uh, I mean, this is a rhetorical question. How much of a fucking loser do you have to be to get an insurrection tattoo? 
Nine like Star five. Trek? Star Trek Insurrection? <laughs> yes, I, I don't know what that means. God, that would be good. I don't know what it is, but I would watch it. It's the, the last out. Star Trek Next Generation movie. It's called Insurrection? <laughs> oh, wait, that might be Nemesis. But it's a Star Trek uh, Next Generation movie. Okay, well, it- we, all right, I'll catch up on my Star Trek. Um, so, I, I just mean, like, for an event that <laughs> didn't change the outcome of the election. Yet. That got... Fo- <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because that, that's, that's the other thing. Trump, uh, I think... He, he said August quoted, now. Yeah, August is now the month that they're going to reinstate him. Just now, like, what was the last, was it March... I think was the yes, last it was March before. Yep, yep. It was. You it all was, don't understand how much like back end coding it takes to right, do all yeah. this. Like the, you got to keep pushing the, blockchain the date back. and whatnot. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but I just mean like uh, an event that didn't change the outcome of the election that got four of your own people killed, including one dude that tased himself in the balls to death. That's not true. Uh, Vic, shut the fuck up. It's it's true if you say it enough times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important part, okay? I think uh, that's the whole basis was, of the insurrection. If you keep saying it, it becomes true. That's right. absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's right. true. Sorry, it wasn't it's, the guy the and I stirred was the guitar. That's not the bassist. Yeah, if we if we speak it into existence enough. Uh, uh, <laughs> if if you can, put it on your imagine board, eventually it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, John I, Lennon on my imagine board. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the... Uh, I'm sorry, Josh. Did, did I forget to mention that Iced Earth's guitarist was at the insurrection? Well, he said it was the basis of the whole thing. And I said he's the guitarist. God So, did you guys ever read the Boxcar Kids? Uh, a little bit. Is that um, like a Save the Children thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, now is you know where they are. This is where they're like throwing up on them and shit. This is not part of QAnon uh, or in any way that I know of. That I know of. Okay, they, they could have. QAnon is so wide ranging that you don't even know that you're talking about a, I mean, a topic that they changed co-opted. the Berenstain Bears. They could have changed that to that's be true. About, that's you know, absolutely stealing, true. You know, uh, glands from children or whatever they do. You can yeah. use white wine to get a Berenstain out of your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, just out of curiosity, um, are you ever going to give so your kid Berenstain Bears books, or you're like, get that shit out of my house? He has a few already. Oh, man. Why would Vic say, get that shit out of my house? <laughs> to his child. <laughs> uh, yeah, he has one that's, like, about racism. and uh, The panda's moving in, right? The panda's moving in yeah, next door? Yeah, And how about, oh. like, the Berenstain dad is, like, fucking racist as shit. Like, it's gross. Oh, <laughs> like, man. he has to learn his lesson that it's okay that people of a different race moved next door to his so, house. So they're, like, the Berenstain bigots? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like funny because you'd think they'd be Jewish, but it's not because it's stain, not stain. Is that I'm okay? I'm taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. That's a that's a wow. very bad okay. assumption. I've never, I've never, I've never heard any of us do a 180 that quickly. That was we got, we have the Baron Stain Bear Dad joining us fucking today. <laughs> uh. 
Vic, you got to keep that in. That was good. That was good. It's, it's up to your discretion. I think it was funny. Um, uh, when I have to fix my deck, I get I go to Home Depot and get the Baron Stain. <laughs> is that what this is now? Is this just... Mile away. So, yeah. uh, my, my favorite... Um, uh, it's been a while. I think was my favorite Baron Stain song. Mm. Um, this <laughs> whole bit is a Baron Stain on this podcast history. <laughs> so that That's reminds true. that reminds me of a story not that long ago, and I may have to get uh, my friend Britt to give me the full gist of this again. But she, one of her friends messaged her a while, like this is pre-pandemic, and they went to go see uh, the guy from Stained play in Baltimore. And Aaron she, Lewis. And, yeah, and they were like texting her like you gonna come and she was like fuck no like you know like do you know what you're getting into yeah for, why would anybody and, go and then home? she was texting her the whole night getting like there's no people of color here this is so fucking <laughs> awkward why am i here <laughs> why why did but why do they did they not know anything about his solo career no because Wait, do, similar, do i know nothing about his solo career well he's just a huge maga chud is he like, i did not know that yes like Look like that call back Exactly. Like this is this is. I was gonna say like this. Is, I knew, this what, plays was right it, into the punk thing. What's the other band? That's it's not stained, but uh, trapped. Trapped. Yeah, I knew about <laughs> that, those guys being weirdos. Yeah, the uh, it, it's similar. A lot of new wave, new wave. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, yeah. seagulls and ABC new or metal. Other. Well, yeah. uh, new wave might be too. I don't. I don't know what those guys are up to these days. Uh, there's no telling. But yeah, like a lot of new metal bands have turned into maga chuds as well. Why is that um, not surprising to me? I don't know, man. Wait, wouldn't I mean, they be called Tories? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say they'd be uh, uh, what's his face. Wait, what's, I get them mixed up. There's Tory and there's what's the one when you love the Queen? Labor. Oh, Labor versus Tory. <laughs> I must said Is Wigs. That I yeah, I was gonna say Wigs too. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. shit about British politics. Yeah, what's the fucking UK Trump? Uh, Boris Johnson. That's what I'm trying. Yeah, to that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. a Tory party, right? Yeah, Tory sure. spelling. Yes. Yep. I was resisting yeah. making a fucking Tory spelling joke. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Nobody went with Tory Amos. Tory spelling well, is the first Tory, Tory Amos is of. awesome. In England, Tory Amos is spelled with a U. Tory Amos. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? I, well, I tried to ask you guys about the boxcar kids. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we were ta- you were talking about stand the story of. Stained. How did we get from fucking boxcar children to stained? Uh, Ryan, I think, cut me off and asked Vic <laughs> if he was going to assault his kid for bringing home Baron Stained Bear books or some shit. I don't know. He <laughs> had very bad attention. It span, was great. I'm, I'm glad shit. we went down that road. I, I don't know. I don't know where did you have or how we got there. To say about boxcar children? Well, I was just asking if anybody had ever read any, and then like and what books can you, you can read. Can you stop calling it boxcar children? I don't know why that sounds so much worse. That's, That's what, what it's, it's called. Technically called. Well, it, you know, it, he's right. It is boxcar children. Oh, okay. <laughs> which it's about this uh, boxcar kids sounds like a band, like an actual like sounds like a pop punk band. <laughs> it does. Emo it's band, true. Maybe. Uh, so boxcar children are. If you're not familiar with it, it's about these four kids who end up being orphaned. And find a boxcar in the woods and live there until their very wealthy grandfather learns about his child, like their parents' death, and comes and rescues them. And they 
end up going to live with him and he builds, he takes the box car that they found in the woods and puts it in the backyard uh, as like their headquarters or whatever. And they go on adventures and shit. So are, the, bo- are the box cars connected to a secret underground passage where they are taking children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the no. mole children. There were the no, first mole they, children. God, uh, no. I, so the the topic though was just like, what books did you read as kids? Because it was Boxcar Children and Goosebumps for me. I like Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, and yeah, that was that was an excellent one too. I loved Encyclopedia yeah. Brown. Uh, I loved reading Goosebumps. I loved reading the Wayside School series. I don't know if any, anyone remembers those or not by mm-hmm. uh, Louis Sakar. Um, mm-hmm. Those are really. Actually, yeah. the, those are really, really fun books. Uh, did, when I was growing up, there was a thing that was, uh, if you say his name fast, it's Louis, uh, Lucifer. Oh, Lu- shit. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, how do you spell it? It's L-O-U-I-S-S-A-C-H-A-R, uh, I believe. I but reckon, I think just I none of us knew the actual is. pronunciation of his name. So now that you say his name with the correct pronunciation uh, it's uh, i don't even know if shit. it's i don't even know well, if it's correct there's no f in there <laughs> we were fucking kids but <laughs> whoa 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 oh that okay oh that hello. little bit of audio right there no Oh man, Dan, what did you uh, what did you read as a kid? I, I did read a lot of Goosebumps. Uh, I really loved Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit when I was a kid. Um, okay. And th- this, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it, Mister Fancy Big Words over changed. here. Um, I also so I liked that cartoon Life with Louie. You ever you ever see that Louie Anderson? Yes, cartoon. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was at a bookshop, and there was a book by him that I thought was like, oh cool, this is gonna be. Like the cartoon, so I get it, and it's actually like a memoir about like his childhood and his like <laughs> dependency on food as a replacement for like. Oh my god! It was heavy shit for uh, like seventh grade. I read halfway through it and I was, I was like, "This ask. is fucking sad as shit," and I gave up on it. I was <laughs> oh, like, "This man, is that's... terrible. This is so depressing." I that's read some of that well. and also read about his life, and he's like talked about it in interviews, and like essentially the show Life of Louis just kind of like cuts out all the bad parts but it's essentially like all there like his dad was pretty like overbearing and abusive and that and like is like so a lot of stuff that the show kind of glosses over like if you you could tag on everything that he talks about in his memoir and it's like way darker did they ever did they ever do a crossover with bruno like like the kid show with uh bruce willis's character Okay, I was just about to ask. Thank you for bringing up Bruno. So, Bobby's World with Howie Mandel, Life with Louie, Bruno. What was with, like, middle-aged celebrities getting cartoon kid versions of themselves? Well, they're middle-aged now. The early 90s. They weren't then. I I don't know. I I feel like those uh, Louie Anderson was. Bruce Willis has always kind of looked (laughs) middle-aged. Yeah, that's true. I think it's because of the balding thing. (laughs) But okay, were you guys Life with Louis fans or Bobby World's Bobby's World <laughs> fans? Uh, probably Life with Louis. Yeah. I, 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 watch I like them both. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Same here. I mean, I wasn't watching them frequently, but I thought they were fun. I'm more of a Blossom guy. Hell yeah, I love Blossom. <laughs> you you said that like how old were you when you were reading Lord of the Rings and stuff? Like I I, I was too fucking stupid. 
to comprehend that level of like book it in my adolescence at all i feel it like it was in middle school um okay. and i definitely there was a lot of it that at the time was like okay this this is a lot this is like a lot to trudge through like he goes pretty in depth explaining landscapes and things like that which is a bit much for a you know a young teenager but i like the story like i like the characters and my mom was really into it so that encouraged me to read it like I feel like that's as thick as reading the Bible or something. Yeah. Like you know, like Mine David well David begat so and so, so and so begat so and so. You know that it, it's funny that you say that. That's what I tried reading reading the Song of Ice and Fire series, mm-hmm. and like the first book is like it's like that. It's like just explaining who all the people are, and I'm like I'm supposed to fucking remember all this. I have no idea. Like my brain won't hold all this information. So have you actually taken down notes before when reading a book? Like because if you get an overwhelming amount of characters i um, should have that, that would have been a good idea I, guess. I did that before when i was younger and it didn't really help <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh with the answer of what i read so basically like growing up i assume all of you did this but it's like if you read a lot in the summer you could get like free pizzas yeah. and stuff like that I or did. like ride the henrietta accelerated the, reader right mm-hmm. yeah think that's what they're calling it now um but like uh so did you ever just read so you could get like pizza oh yep. hell yeah absolutely <laughs> like have fun things since i was we were probably all poor did you yeah, did you uh take the test on the book like that yeah. i remember when i was in elementary school the accelerated reader books had certain stickers on them and then you would You'd read the book, you'd tell the teacher, and then the next time you went to the library, she would set you up on the computer, open the program, and they would quiz you about the book to make sure that you read it. And then you would earn points, which then you got to like little stamps or like some kind of card or something. And then you could take that to Pizza Hut and get a personal pan pizza. Yeah, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. the thing, though, is yes, there was that. So I did Accelerated Reader, but also the public library also had a different system during the summer Oh, that okay. you could like get putt putt. You could get also get pizza and oh, shit. ride. The yeah, that, that was the advanced version. That was the accelerated reader fifteen or AR fifteen, <laughs> and it was a blast. <laughs> let me tell you, it was a blast. Yeah, you could you could technically it was for fifteen year olds, <laughs> but if you were advanced in your reading comprehension, uh-huh. then you could, can, you could qualify I, for it. Can I tell you guys an, a, a parenting life hack here? Oh yeah. <laughs> so when, when I I. Uh, Antonio must have been like real young, like two or three. Like he was definitely walking when I took him to the library and he got himself a library card. And uh, when we go up to like the kids area, they're like, do you want to sign him up for like the accelerated reader program thing? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, why not? So they gave you all the materials and they're like, the librarian was like, so all the stuff is just kind of like for teachers to like dole out. So here's just everything. And they just gave me a pile of just free shit, like the personal pan pizza, free oh, cookies from Insomnia, like just a whole stack. And like, you just give it to him as soon as he, you know, reads whatever books. I'm like, well, we could just go I would have never get a read. pizza right now. <laughs> well, I, w- I would have never read. <laughs> anyway, all the parents out there, if you just want a stack of free shit, just sign up. Only, if, if, if anybody has criticisms of capitalism, Josh Robbins is proof that it works. He would be illiterate right now if it weren't for personal pan pizzas from Pizza Hut. Why is that a capitalism thing? There is no way uh, I would have read. You're not going to have Pizza Hut under communism, okay? 
No uh, way. Free pizzas sounds pretty fucking communist to me. <laughs> but you, but the difference is you have to work for that pizza, even if it's reading. So that is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're trading your labor for pizza. But what I would do as a kid to kind of go back to the original point, I would try and pick like the kids' books that were like Goosebumps was wasn't too thick of a book. Like neither was like Animorphs or anything. Um, there was like Duncan Josh and Josh looking Cole at that Pepper. book like I'm gonna risk it all. <laughs> look how, look how would, thick that book is. <laughs> I, I like, oh man, neither Living Dummy three is. Man, this is gonna be a, tr- a trip to get through, man. This is gonna take a while. I would have never read Lord of the Rings. I think I tried, and then instead there's this uh, other series called like Taran the Wanderer by Lloyd Alexander, um, mm-hmm. High yep. King and Black Cauldron. It's basically like the yeah. YA equivalent of yeah. Lord of the Rings. It's about hiking. Yeah, he wanders. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we st- they're still in print. Uh, we have them at uh, my job, which will not be named. They're, they're, I mean, that's a really great series. I would say, like, start a younger kid um, off with that, and if they like that, move them to Lord of the Rings. It's like, I feel like it's like it gets called like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, but it really does like its own thing, if anyone that's listening mm-hmm. cares about this. <laughs> um. I have no input. I've never heard of that series before. Yeah. I my my biggest thing like I don't remember books that I read until somebody brings them up in conversation mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. My retention still to this day is absolute dog shit. I've talked it's about so like recording this like as soon as we're done and I close the meeting, I'm like I have no fucking idea <laughs> what we talked about. I did that recently. I was supposed to make the image for the Chris Hemsworth, um, Chris Cutofferson one. And on Tuesday afternoon, I was like, oh, shit, we just recorded that. I'm in my head. I'm like, we need to record this episode. I'm like, yeah, I fucking have to make this like now. Did you say, did you say Cooperson? <laughs> yeah, I said Chris Cooperson. Yeah, he owns a grocery store with a bunch of other partners. <laughs> with a bunch of other uh, classic country singers. Yeah, um, Classic country co-op. So about the kind of reading thing, um, so basically I was working this job at a vet clinic and I would just like read on my break. So this was after I graduated college, but I was like reading like Siddhartha, which isn't that thick of a book, but it's like thought of as like a heady book to read. Um, and so I was reading it in the break room and this lady walks in and she was like, you know, you don't have to read that stuff. You already graduated college. <laughs> and I closed the book. And just only brought, like, Stephen King from that point. <laughs> you weren't like, I want my personal pan pizza. <laughs> like, I I feel like it's like any time I try and read a book that's, like, a smart book now, that's just in my head. And I can't, like, it's been the last <laughs> ten years, and it's it's legitimately fucked up the way I read. <laughs> that little, that voice is bullying you in the back of your head at all times. Like, why aren't you reading something funner? Why aren't you reading something cooler, you little You're bitch? You're a graduate, <laughs> fucker. Exactly. Yeah, they're not going to take away my degree if I, like, just read, like, Animorphs now. <laughs> I, w- I want to see I want to see you take Animorphs to the office. They they have like, been in reprinted. Person. They have been reprinted. Have um, they really? Yep. Uh, and uh, you can actually get them in a bundle, I think, for like 25 bucks. How was so. that never made into a movie or a series? They like, made it into a TV show. Series. It was. Well, I, I remember watching it. Asked on, and uh, answered. <laughs> I, I think it was on Fox or something uh, uh, in the afternoons. Fox or Nickelodeon. It was one of the two. Was it bad? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't remember it, it says a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Josh, you were speaking about uh, Stephen King earlier, and 
It also reminded me of a fun thing I did when I was a kid, uh, which was in high school English. Uh, we This is probably the most entertaining in the best and worst way possible uh, reward I got to sort of give myself. We were assigned, uh, uh, we were given an assignment where we had to pick up, we could pick any book of our choosing, and then we also had to watch the movie adaptation and sort of compare and contrast and see which was better. And I chose Dreamcatcher, which was, <laughs> which just Ooh. came out then. Because I was like, I was like, it's the new Stephen King book. All righty. And by the time I finished the book, the movie had actually not come out yet. The trailers were still out. And I had to go to my teacher and I was like, look, I swear to God, I did not realize this is not out yet. Can you like give me like an extra week? She's like, yeah, sure. And uh, uh, they were both equally bad. <laughs> the book and the movie are both what, Was the book fu- crazy different from the movie? The book is some. No, they're pretty similar. Um, okay. There are references to other Stephen King works in there. Um, but it was like Stephen King himself at the time said like, Oh yeah, it's like my best book. And then like, I think five years later, he's like, I don't even remember writing it. He's like, I was so, he's like, I was so <laughs> How dumb. many times has he said that? Like I read, I read Dreamcatcher. That book is too. like 1100 pages long. And the movie's right? like three and a half hours long or something crazy like that. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. It's, it's Damn. long. Um, it's, I didn't think the book was that bad. I uh, liked the movie. I didn't think the movie was that bad. It had silly. I mean, for a Stephen King movie, there's always something fucking silly about it, right. and it definitely it, it had felt that. Like it knew that it was silly, right? I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like he was sincere when he was like, "I'm gonna write this story about like these like alien slug weasel things that climb into your asshole and like try to like I don't remember if they yeah. were possessed. Yeah, and they try to possess you or kill you. Is one or the other, maybe both. But he he said he was so doped up on. Uh, pain meds because of his uh, accident that he Car had. Accident, getting hit by uh, and yeah, and so he was How like, "How long yeah. is he gonna milk that one?" <laughs> <laughs> so, does anybody have an aversion to certain types of stories? Like, I don't remember what is the the my side of the mountain. Is that uh, a book that you read yeah. in like or or White Fang? I think was uh, another or one. Iron. Iron Heart or something like that, where the dog there's, dies. Or yeah, there's that was a genre the helicopter movie. Yeah, there's a whole genre of story that's the dog dies. Right? Well, it's <laughs> it's not just the dog dies, but anytime it's man versus nature in a book, I just I have like I remember in middle school, like I thought it was the most boring shit possible when it, when somebody is just trying to survive out in the wilderness and like, you know, the weather gets bad and then the mm. weather's okay. And then they're trying to hunt a squirrel or some shit. And it's just, <laughs> I feel like there was a whole, I feel like that's all they asked us to read in middle school for the longest time. As a kid, I loved that genre as a, as a little kid like that. And, uh, there's, I mean, there's so many books. There's like the one where the kid gets stranded on an island with a, a blind guy. Uh, the K? And, yes. Um, uh, and that's a, like the Lord of the Flies. Or is he blind? Is the kid blind or is no, the guy No, the, the, guy, the guy was either blind or near blind. Yeah, it's. I read it too as a See, kid. I don't even remember that one. I, I remember it. I remembered really, really enjoying it, but I have not read it since I was like eight. The, yeah, there was that kind of genre. Um, and even like uh, Hatchet is that. Um, Hatchet, that's another one. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I loved whoop, that whoop. genre as a kid. There's even, <laughs> there's even um, a My Side of the Mountain uh, movie 
and there was stuff like uh i feel like they're kind of all offshoots of like swiss family robinson and like uh, Mountain Family Robinson and uh, Mountain Family Robinson. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Or, uh, that's stuff not like, real. Are you fucking with me? It's, big, it's big real. Robinson no. in the little city. It's real. Wait. And across the Great Divide, um, there's like a whole uh, kind of Americana trope of it that is kind of gone now. Hold on. What what is Mountain Family Robinson? So it it essentially takes the concept of Swiss Family Robinson, and it which might also. Have like, is Swiss like what is the Swiss part of Swiss Family Robinson? They are Swiss. That's it. This calls the plots full of holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So uh, stupid. God damn it. Uh, Mountain Family Robinson is just like a. It's like kind of libertarian, like prepper field or uh, like Appalachia, dream. like like Appalachia family that fends for themselves. Basically, they. And they're related major... to the Swiss family too. No, they, it's 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 a kind of an Americanized, modernized at the time version of it, where essentially the dad is like, it's almost like his falling down moment. Like he's in traffic, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. So he moves his family to the middle of nowhere, and they just build a cabin, and they just live there. That's... Wait, what, what year did this come out? I mean, like, is when it, you're is a it, kid like... and you have these VHS tapes, you think they're new, but it's like they could have been. Like I'm just wondering if the 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 source material for Mountain Family Robinson is like, like are are we talking about like uh uh like 1930s the world is moving too fast 1979 Okay okay so this okay I see and and Swiss Family Robinson that came out in like the 1800s right So this is like Not a very the movie. <laughs> <laughs> No the uh the, I don't know anything about Swiss Family Robinson I, I know very little about it did that happen on a like tropical island movie or? Uh, yes, it's on a. No, but the Brooke Shields thing is Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon uh, <laughs> that has nothing very to... different vibes, I think. Yeah, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia of it. Says uh, Mountain Family Robinson the is what? 1979. Mountain Family Robinson. Um, so it's the film is a sequel to The Adventures of the Wilderness Family. And fur and further adventures of the wilderness family, and so this is a sequel that I never realized was a sequel. Um, I didn't so either. It's, hmm. it's so shot it's in Colorado, written by somebody complete, obviously completely different. Because when did the original Swiss Family Robinson story come out? Eighteen twelve. Uh, hmm. Seriously? Yeah. You know, same year as the overture. Then I guess the movie <laughs> I probably saw. <laughs> Damn, I was just connecting that. Same though. same year as the overture. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's a good year for okay. art. Yeah. Uh, so so it's a it's a sequel. It's a, it's a sequel 160 years later, essentially. Well, I think it's not so much a sequel. It's it's like a. It's like, I mean, it's the same shit. Like a a reboot. Oh, it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, that'd That's be the easy way to say it. Okay. So I think I actually saw the Adventures of the Wilderness Family, or I maybe saw like the whole series. I didn't realize it was a series. Like they just kind of became like one thing in my head. Uh, I don't know who Robert Logan is, but I always thought it was uh, Michael Langdon that was in the movie. Landon, Landon, yeah, uh, yeah, Michael Langley. Is that the Little House? <laughs> Speak, speaking of Stephen King from the. <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, I don't know who 
Robert Logan Jr. is, but he was the guy in it. But also, I think uh, Michael Landon was in Across the Great Divide. Uh, I don't know. I feel like my parents like made me watch stuff like this because I think it's it's kind of like a like a, oh we can get away from everything and move to the mountains and live yeah, off the that, land thing. That trope of of uh, you know the urban environment versus you know kind of self determination. Now style. looking back, it feels slightly racist. Yes, and it yes, feels it like very conservative. It's like a conservative. It's dream. that libertarian thing of yeah. like anything modern or uh, uh, metropolitan is mm-hmm. is you know, and, and there's religious elements there too. In that, the only way to actually be a good uh, participation in your religion is to shun modern, you know, uh, tastes and things. Yeah, another weird thing about like growing up in the church is like the fact that there's like certain words that you would never say in normal life. Like when you said when you said that about like living off the land, the word that came in my head was steward. Yes, yes, good stewards of the land. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so these are things in my head that are like backsliding. Like no one says that in normal language, but you, those are like church words. Were you yeah, not, sacred, sacred versus secular. Kinda. Were you not? Al- yeah. Were you not allowed to read Stuart Little when you were a kid? <laughs> no, they encourage that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah, where he uh, moves away from the family in the city and he goes and builds a cabin. In the, the he, he visits his his country mouse cousin. Yeah, uh, yeah. The city mouse move goes and visits. Isn't that a story? City mouse and country yeah, mouse. No, it's shit. not. Well, city mouse was also uh, there was a little bit country mouse and a little bit rock and roll mouse. I have no idea what. I don't even know how we fucking got on this topic. Oh, I asked uh, uh, if any of you had ever read the Boxcar Kids. Oh, you know that reminds me. I was going to ask you guys. There is a book. There was a series of books that I really liked when I was a kid, and have since. Cannot. It's like an ungoogleable thing for me. I cannot figure out what it is. Say that more. Ungoogleable. Ungoogleable. Isn't that in the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> One nation un- under God, ungoogleable. <laughs> so okay, so there's a book series, and there's like three kids that are like the main characters, and that's all. I, I don't remember anything else about it. Like they get into crazy adventures. Boy, hey, you would be. That's hated, not ungoogleable. You just don't store. remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, good point. Very good point. But okay. still. I really wish, and there was like five or six of these books, and like crazy shit, they would get like, I don't know, sucked into another dimension or go back in time or shit like uh, that. The Magic Treehouse? I don't know. Maybe? Magic. Was <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that did that star three kids? Like, that, Sliders? That? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry O'Connell was one of them, but it wasn't Slider, so. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it, uh, quant- is it Quantum Leap Jr.? <laughs> the other yeah. one was Scott Bakula, but it's still not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vic. Vic just read the uh, the adapted versions of these sh- shitty TV shows. <laughs> I had an instance at work where someone said the name uh, Sam Beckett as just like someone, and then it was it was an instance of highbrow and lowbrow at the same time. I was like, are we talking about the playwright or the guy from Quantum Leap? <laughs> Wait, who is Samuel Beckett? Samuel Beckett is a playwright. Okay. And okay. Sam Beckett is uh, um, the main character in Quantum Scott Leap. Scott Bakula. It, isn't he yeah. named after the playwright? I would assume, yeah. So it was 
highbrow and lowbrow like touching each other. <laughs> like did you the... did, did you have to ask outright whether uh, like which one it was, or were you able to discern from? Did you have to listen to the next ten clues? seconds of conversation and like and and navigate your way? It so, ended up being neither. It was <laughs> really? just a person named Sam Beckett. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence! Yeah, what are the odds? When I was younger, I thought that uh, Scott Bakula was. He legally changed his name to play a part in a Dracula movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm not kidding. I was a dumb kid. Um, Bram Stoker, <laughs> Bacula. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to be Dracula, but I changed my name to Bacula. We, did was he doing Doctor Seuss's Dracula? Scott Dracula. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. We gotta parse this out. You thought that Scott Bakula oh, that he changed his name to play the role, or that Dracula was a real person and his he had to change his name from Scott Dracula. I thought it was the former because it was uh, already taken by the Screen Actors Guild. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it was the former. Um, I I was just so confused. I was like, "Is that guy like gonna play Dracula in a movie?" <laughs> just because it rhymed. That's it. That's the only. That's the all the evidence you had was. <laughs> did you think spatula, the the kitchen tool, had something to do with Dracula? Count I mean, spatula. <laughs> I mean, what I, I didn't realize as a kid, I did re- not realize as a kid that the Ultimate Warrior legally changed his name to Warrior. Oh, oh. I thought he changed his name to Ultimate Warrior. No, like, I think it's just Warrior. So, One word, like share? Yeah. And yes. people are like, how do you address him now? Do you go like Mr. Warrior or like Warrior Sir? His friends call me L. <laughs> what if what if the uh, what if the social security office where you do that like spelled it W O R R I E R like they just thought he, he was very very concerned. <laughs> that's a good that's a good wrestling uh, like identity. Like I'm the ultimate warrior. I'm like, very I'm concerned. So I'm, I'm, I'm so stressed about this whole thing. You guys Wasn't are fighting that? right now. I'm like this is this is dangerous. I don't know who's paying for this. I'm the ultimate warrior. Wasn't that just David? Arquette's persona when he wrestled. <laughs> Probably uh, so. Yeah. Josh, if you get if you get a chance to if you can track down the Ultimate Warrior comic book that ran for like mm. three or four I've seen issues, it before. I had a copy and I think I threw it away because I was like, this is re- no makes no fucking sense at all, and it's got and you're the, like in the trash you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll be honest with you all. I'm still hung up on uh, Count Bacula. <laughs> Count Bacula. <laughs> Ooh, episode title right there. Count Bacula. We did it, boys. We did Bacula dead and loving it. <laughs> I'm sorry to derail it, but I can't. Uh, yeah, Scott Bacula. Oh, fuck. Count Bacula, I would rather. Damn. Uh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Okay. All right, Josh, let's go ahead and go out on Steven Tyler's Does the Noise in My Head Bother You?
I was about nine when we moved from the Bronx to Yonkers. I hated being called Steve. I was known as Little Stevie to my family, and that's cool because that's my family. But being called Steve by anyone other than my family sucked. Getting moved from the Bronx to a place called Yonkers, a name almost as bad as Steve, took a little adjusting to. <laughs> it was too white and Republican for a skinny-ass punk from the Bronx. My best friend's name was Ignacio, and he told me to use my middle name, which is Victor. I like him, my papa. <laughs> this suggestion, coming from a kid whose name sounds like an Italian sausage, was perfect. <laughs> okay, so some anti-Italian racism there. Okay, but he's Italian, ahead, I think. He is Italian, yeah. Uh, so for it's a year, their word. They can say it. <laughs> so for a year, everyone called me Victor, and that's just how long that lasted. <clears throat> Moving from the Bronx to Yonkers was okay because we lived in a private house with a huge backyard and woods everywhere. There was a lake used as a reservoir two blocks from my house where my friends and I fished our teenage years off. It was filled with frogs, salmon, perch, and every other kind of fish. There were skunks, snakes, rabbits, and deer in my backyard. There was so much wildlife in those woods that we all started trapping animals, skinning them, and selling their fur for pocket money. <laughs> and backwoods hobby I learned from the 4-H friends I grew up with in New Hampshire. When I was 15, I found a toy store that sold wading pools for toddlers in the shape of a boat. I bought one and humped it down to the lake, paddled out and picked up all the lures that were caught in the weeds. I wound up selling them to the same people who had lost them to begin with. I was a reservoir dog before it was a movie. <laughs> At 14, I found this pamphlet in the back of Boy's Life or some other wildlife magazine with an ad for Thompson's Wild Animal Farm in Florida. You could buy anything from a panther to a cobra to a tarantula to a raccoon. A baby raccoon? Wow, I gotta have one. I sent away and arrived in a wooden crate looking up to me with eyes like a keen painting or a Japanese anime schoolgirl. I gave him a bath, threw him over my shoulder, and headed down to the lake. It was there that he taught me how to fish all over again. I named him Bandit because when you turn your back, he would either pick your pockets or steal all the food out of the refrigerator. After a year of his ripping the house apart, I realized that a wild animal kept in the house is not the same as having a domestic animal as a pet, so I had to keep him in the backyard. You've got to just feed them and let them be wild. If you take them in, they adopt your personality, and at age 16, I was full of piss and vinegar, which is not what you want a wild animal to be. He ripped down every curtain my mom put up in the house. I love Bandit, and he changed my mind about killing animals. I wound up giving him away to a farmer in Maine, where he grew to a ripe old age huge and fat. Eventually, chewing his way to freedom, he bit through an electric wire and burned down the barn. You can still see his face in Maine's Most Wanted. Way to go, bandit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Good old bandit. Little Steven Tyler sidebar there uh, about a pet raccoon. <laughs> okay. Um... Well, wow. thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. We're going to do stickers and uh, some, I guess, exclusive episodes. Is that what we call mini, them? Mini, mini episodes. Exclusives. Yeah. 
Something like that. Anyway, uh, more importantly, if you like it, if you laugh, tell a friend. We appreciate you. And love. Ding. Or did no, you think that at the time? I always hated Goosebumps, yeah. What were what? you reading Why did at you the time? Goosebumps. Big reader. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Were you, were you like these something books fucking did... stupid? Probably. <laughs> were you like? Were you learning fucking ar- arpeggios? Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I love the way you said that. <laughs>